I would describe outer course as any sort of sexual or erotic touch that doesn't go into orifices. Wait, so is a blowjob considered outer course? Yeah. Is that considered outer course? I would call that outer course. This is the Man Up Podcast, a doctor's guide to men's health. Each week on our podcast, we interview the top specialists of the field on various topics in men's health. You have questions that you are too afraid to ask. We have the answers. This week, our episode is titled, No Penetration, No Problem, Outer Course, and Sex Beyond Penetration. I'm Dr. Kevin Chu, and I'm joined as always with my co-host, Dr. Justin Dubin. Justin, did you gain some weight over Thanksgiving? Yeah, I did. It was it was a long, long trip. You know, we you, you've been out of town for a while. To, I was out of town for two weeks. I, I am I'm still recovering right now. It's been a lot of eating, a lot of fun, a lot of travel. I did work out a little bit while I was away, but it's not enough. It's, as a question, was, you know, it, it's kind of tough for me. Whenever I'm traveling, I find it hard to get in a rhythm to work out. What What do you do when you're like on your travels? Well, if I'm in a hotel. I always try to you know, hit the usual routine, hotel, hit the usual routine, but usually the gym hotel is not great. No freeways. In San Diego was unbelievable, unbelievable hotel gym, but that was a rarity. Usually I'll just hit the treadmill. If I'm in a city that's nice. Well, I always walk. Like whenever I go to a city, I, no matter what city, I always try to just walk the city as much as I can. So I get my steps that way. Um, and like San a bit, Diego, a bit, bit hard in California. To, they're, not, they're not really walking cities, you know. <laughs> no, it's not. But I did, I did, I did hike oh, Runyon Run Canyon, Canyon twice. Yeah. I hiked Runyon Canyon two days, and it was great. And then I ran from there to the hotel. Like so, there was I was getting my steps in. So you know, there's ways to do it. What about you? Uh, for me, if I'm on vacation, I just end up doing more like body exercises. Because I, I, I what find what does that mean? What does that even mean? Like body weight exercises, so like you know, like push ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like push ups and stuff like that. Because usually at the at the gyms and the hotels, like you said, there are no free weights. It's usually just a bunch of circuit machines, which are great. Don't get me wrong; they're great. But I don't do that as part of my usual routine. Oh, I do. I do. Oh, you do? Yeah, because you know, I I like dumbbells, uh, uh, but uh, a lot of the times they're too heavy you know, for you. It's, no, it's just risk of injury. I don't want to oh, hurt stuff. So I just I try to stay safe and, and do some machines. Well, differing opinions, you know. Man, man. You were, you were traveling too for uh, Thanksgiving. Where did you go? Uh, for Thanksgiving, spent uh, a few days in Vegas. Uh, did, the drive, did the drive over there from L.A. Um, so it's about a four-hour drive. It wasn't too bad was able to miss most of that terrible traffic that usually happens here in Southern California during that time period, but was good. was able to eat a lot of food. You know, Vegas is awesome in that it's consolidated a lot of the foods from all across the U S and it's there. They have a Carbone. They have this kind of pseudo knockoff Jones Stowe crab. They have Hattie B's. I had some Hattie B's. So Hattie B's hits. Oh, Hattie B's hits. I, I did the highest level kind of regretted it, but, uh, it was good. I haven't been to Vegas since I was 21. Never since I was 21. My grandparents lived there for five years. I've been there like five times, but never since I was 21. Probably a good thing for me. Yeah, I know you do like to do some sports betting from time to time, and there's quite a bit of sports <laughs> betting in Vegas. Oh, man. I would love to go there for like wild card weekend. Speaking of sports, why don't awesome. we talk about your hometown hero? <laughs> oh, Tommy Cutlets. You mean Tommy DeVito? Tommy DeVito, <laughs> who I, I give him credit, ruined ruined the season for the Giants just because you, you I wanted didn't want him to win. He did. Yeah. I wanted you know you're rooting for him, but you don't want him to be good. Yeah. And now he's actually good. Good for him. But you know it's not good for a draft. Oh, don't worry. You guys are going to lose the next few games. You're right. <laughs> well, you guys are legit. You're going to be good now. You hey, know, we Matt fired. Canada's we gone. fired Matt Canada. He's a you know. I, I think, hey, if the cars play itself right, we could we could find ourselves in the mix. I think so. It's pretty amazing. Like somehow, you, I mean, your defense is great. Defense great is good. Defense, and you know the maybe offense is you've it's, it's you've enough. unlocked something. It's Matt enough. Canada's gone. Now you've un, <laughs> you've unlocked George Pickens. 
had lunch with had had a Thanksgiving with uh, what's his name, Mike uh, or whatever head coach, uh, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Yeah. So they're friends now. They're friends now. All right, Kev. What's this episode about? Well, we had the honor of having some of our favorite guests on uh, the Shameless Sex Girls, and they came on, and we we talked about portion of sex that I think is not often talked about, right, Justin? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we're talking about outer course, the non-penetrative aspects of sex. And and one thing that we highlighted a lot here is this idea that most men, when we think of sex, we really think of penetration. And absolutely. That's a problem. Why is it a problem? Well, because that's not only what sex is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. That's, that's the point. <laughs> and it's it's a topic that I think a lot of guys don't want to broach or even talk about or consider. And through this episode, we'll learn a lot about outer course or non penetrative sex and its benefits, especially, uh, you know, with your partner. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about fingering, oral sex. Uh, we're talking about other kinds of stuff, uh, sex toys, uh, things you can do to improve your your, your uh, non-penetrative sex uh, approaches, uh, why it's important. And uh, a lot of the stuff, you know, that we're talking about today is, is incorporated in their book. So we wanted to give a shout out to the Shameless Sex Girls. We read their book. It's fantastic. It actually came out hardcover everything about a week two weeks ago so you know get out there uh, go out there get it you can buy it on amazon shameless sex um it's so so interesting so many good points in this book about you know choosing your own pleasure path and unlocking your sex life you know from two of the most knowledgeable people that we definitely know in in you know this this sex uh space i would say Right. So, Justin, I mean, now that you've read it, do you feel like you've unlocked the sex life you've been waiting for? <laughs> I think I've become the ultimate lover after ah. shameless sex. Get the there book. You go. Get the book. That. Get that, that book. <laughs> clip that, guys. April and Amy, I think you need to clip this part. After reading your book, I became the ultimate lover. Oh, that, that, was, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Your eyes look straight into my soul, and I felt it. I know. <laughs> I looked right into the camera. It's a great clip. Let's clip that for them. But, it's um, an excellent no, book. It's, seriously, it's, it's an excellent book. Uh, definitely go out. Go give it a read. Go purchase it. Um, and I think you're going to learn a lot about this episode uh, in this episode because um, we have some pretty open conversations about all this stuff. and. You know, the stigmas and not understanding that penetrative sex is important for your partner a lot of the times, right? Most women, we've said this before, do not orgasm from penetrative intercourse alone. So you got to be doing something else, guys. You got to be using all the tools in your toolbox. And we're trying to unlock those tools for you in this episode. Men are stubborn. We are all stubborn animals. And, you know, it's important to learn, expand, accept the truths and be better i agree I, I think that's a great way to end it so um once again enjoy the episode comment subscribe give us a review five stars check out the youtube video because you know we're all on video here we have the high-end cameras subscribe on our youtube um and amy and april are on the video and they're always great and very animated and then check out their book shameless sex on Amazon and all other bookstores available now. So enjoy the episode, guys. As men's health specialists, we know guys are shaving their balls. Yeah, we examine a lot of you, so we literally see it, but we also have the data showing it too. That's right. According to research, over 85% of men trim their pubes. Not only that, but research shows that over 70% of women prefer a partner with at least partially trimmed pubic hair. So guys... We know you're trimming the edges, and we know that most women prefer you manscape. So if you're going to shave your balls, why not use the best men's grooming kit around? We're talking about Manscaped. 
With the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, you get the Lawnmower 4.0 with their all-new skin-safe electric trimmer that protects your balls from getting those cuts we've all had in the past. You also get the Weed Whacker 2.0 for trimming your nose and ear hairs. And let me tell you guys, we all need to do a better job of this. Yep, that's right. Kevin and I both have the performance package and we really love it. Manscaping has never been easier for us. So, and for our listeners, we have a special promotion. Go to manscaped.com and enter promo code MANUP and get 20% off your first purchase. Go get your Manscaped products today. Your balls and your partner will thank you. The Shameless Sex Girls. I'm so excited to have you guys back, Amy Baldwin and April Lampert. Woo! So thank you guys for yes. coming back on. We love having you on. We love being here. Yeah, man. Up. I mean, we mm-hmm. just spent like 20 minutes or so, maybe more, just wrapping out with you two. I love you. We came up with all these awesome business yes. collaborations with you also. Yes. Stay so tuned, everyone. <laughs> just like hanging out with I just mean, good let- homies. Mm-hmm. You guys are just amazing. You're so smart. You're so talented. And obviously, one thing we do want to talk about is your book, which I'm holding up right now. Right here. Yeah. And right behind them as well. You mean what we birthed? That was through the birthing canal. (laughs) Just it didn't have flesh and bones. It has paper and a a spine, a booking spine. It tore us up in a lot of ways, but not in the usual way. Yeah. (laughs) Not in the sexual way that you might want sometimes. And, you know, we started reading it and there's so many good tips and tricks in there Fantastic. for, you know, having a better, better sex life. Um, and, you know, before we get into it, when are, when is the book coming out? Just give a quick little, little shout out to the book and how can people can find it? Okay. Book comes out November 14th, 2023. So that is, uh, on any platform that you can actually buy a book from, uh, it will be in all versions that a book comes in nowadays. So if you want it on your on your device or devices, uh, you can get that it that way. We're really promoting the hardcover because physical copies of books are nice to take with you anywhere, and it only comes out in hardcover initially. And uh, later on, uh, it will be you know available in other forms, but probably like two years from now. So get the hardcover version. Plus, it like stands up better in your bag. You can get the audio version in November, yes, but we are promoting the hardcover because it helps. And so this is one thing, if y'all ever write a book at Man Up, um, the pre-sales really matter and it helps to grow your numbers in a way that people can see you, meaning like you're, you'll be on other databases that you weren't on before. And so you can, we can get shameless sex to people that wouldn't normally get shameless sex. So please buy our hardcover. We love you. And we'll tell you why in this podcast. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Dude, Justin, Absolutely. I and, think they had a great idea. Yeah. The Man Up book, huh? Yeah. That should be coming out, huh? Uh, that, let's, yeah, maybe at some point. I hate writing. Very but, nice. you know. <laughs> I think it's as simple as just like how to, brought, brought yeah, how to man up and then like some tagline. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I buy that. Trademark it right now. Yeah. Well, talking about men's health and getting hard and hard books, like I, we like getting hard here. Sex is all about hard. So you should go get the hard cover as my, Love as it. my little. Perfect. Sexual pitch there. You know? I mean, if you need another uh, job on the side, if you want to manage us, that would be great because I love that tagline. That we need a manager. We need a manager. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but today we're going to be including some of the stuff that we read about in your book. And the main talk here is really outer course. And, you know, um, I think outer course, as we'll find out, is something that is important. You know, only 20 to 30% of women achieve orgasm with penetrative intercourse alone. So, you know, as you know, the sex experts here, we really want to hear your thoughts and we're going to go over a lot of things today. So let's really start by defining outer course and how would you guys describe outer course? And, and so really, what is it? I would describe outer course as any sort of um, sexual or erotic touch that doesn't go into orifices. So we're not going into vaginal canals uh, or vaginas, um, but it it could still be a vulva. (laughs) Yeah, no noses, Uh, but it still could be vulva or clitoris. So it's still like the external vulva anatomy. Um, And if you all don't know, but you've been listening to Man Up, so you probably know this, but the, you know, a vagina is internal and it's not the outer part that you're seeing. Um, And the same would go for like anal, right? You can have anal outer course on the anus, but when you go inside, then it's inner intercourse or it's like it's inside a body. And yes, April said noses and things like that. We're not going to get into like urethral. Wait, so is a blowjob considered outer course? Oh, is that considered outer course? Yeah, that's a great question. Outer course for the dude, but inner course okay. for the vulva owner? In my my definition mm-hmm. of outer course, it's anything that happens on the out- external part of the body and not so inside the body. that would be inner course. What's that? Right. So it would be intercourse. So intercourse. So oh, no, no, no. No, I'm talking about going in the body, though. Course? So 
Oh, you're talking about going in the mouth. The mouth, yeah. Well, yeah. No, mouth, that's a good. Mouth. That's a good way to that's look what at I'm it. Just, yes. I'm wondering. That's, I just. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to look at it, which is different also, though, if you're going down on a pussy and like you're not really like putting stuff that much inside of you. So I still put oral sex in outer course in my, in my world. Okay. It okay. Feels, that's but I, mean. I don't know what other people want. I would that's too. what I thought. Yeah. I thought it was. Me too. I would put it in there too. Um, yeah, for sure. Okay. So, all right. So for our listeners, you know, mostly, you know, it's, it's always thought of as intercourse. So why is non-penetrative intimacy so important? Okay. So let's talk about foreplay just for a second, because foreplay, yeah. foreplay is, in my opinion, and the opinion of many, many sex educators and people that work in the field of sexuality, including Amy. I know she can also advocate for this. Also just vulva owners and genital owners across right. the globe. <laughs> across the globe. Yeah. Yeah. And even yeah. penis owners, too, because obviously it takes all the vulva owners out there. A lot of them uh, take a little bit longer just to to get the 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 blood flow that's necessary for arousal to get that turn on. So foreplay, you can consider that whatever turns you on. Some people might be into chewing, you know, gentle elbow licking or ear, ear licking, or maybe there's no licking. Maybe that's just breath, or maybe it's connection with words about what you want to do with each other. And those things can be considered. So that in my brain, that's where I went with outer course. I was like, is that like what you do with your words? Uh, right. So mm. April, I'm outer coursing you right now. Yeah. <laughs> you better watch it. I didn't even know that was coming. Uh, so, so that being said, it's so foreplay is so it's so pivotal to if you're in a, in a throuple a couple it, even even when you're when you're solo playing you want to warm yourself up before a session just getting the blood flowing we all know about blood flow and how important it is you all have great stats on that for penis owners and in our book we also talk about what a lot of research has shown about how a vulva takes four times on average as long to get the the juice is flowing for arousal than mm -hmm. it does for a penis, right? So I think Absolutely. what that means is because it kind of be, can be confusing. And sometimes I was like, what does that actually mean the four times? So if it takes you one minute, it would take a vulva owner four minutes, right? If it takes you 10 minutes, it would take a vulva owner 40 minutes. So that's kind of, you can, can kind of think of it that way. Yeah, it's, um, it's like it's broad, right? It's different yes, for everyone yes, and how that works. And then so, so with what April said with the outer course piece there or, or the foreplay being important, the receiving orifice is, is taking long to get blood flow and in order to receive it needs to have that blood flow to enjoy it otherwise it kind of just sucks or like feels uncomfortable or ticklish or numb or or it could hurt uh, and so if it doesn't have it so it, it has to have that and so the foreplay feeds feeds and fuels that um, and then also I think the receiving orifices so this is like the outer course piece again being really important in the foreplay they need to feel relaxed and safe. And that can be part of the whole mm, like foreplay yeah. piece of it in order to take something inside of them. And I know April, talk, we talked about like, I don't know, I don't know how much the cock needs that for a mouth on it, but I think genitals are not. A, yeah, probably, it not. Like, it's probably much more for the. Yeah. Yeah. Or the ass, right? The vagina or the ass. Yeah, and maybe some absolutely. cock owners, absolutely. but for the most part, you need these, these pieces of foreplay or outer course or extended play and touch to really warm up these orifices that are going to be taking something inside of them. Also think about the juices flowing because when you have like any, anything touching, if you have a vulva and you're touching it with, with even an unlubricated hand, um, it, you just have to kind of warm up. That's why just having your a hand or whatever's going to be touching acclimate to the body, the, the vulva, right? It's like, it's like if your cock is, is just newly out of its, out of its, um, pants or whatever out of its scrubs right it's, it's like you can't just go straight to town and start and start stroking it really quickly because there's not going to be any juices it's skin on skin can create friction this is where the foreplay can kind of come in that's like when you can't just expect the cock or the vulva to just be inspired by just touch to touch alone that's where it comes into dropping in the safety piece and then lube and, and all of those other pieces that you can add after that so way before any penetration or anything's inserted into the body. What is Kenneth Play's thing? Oh, uh, we should be less worried about premature ejaculation and more worried about premature penetration. Yeah. Love that. That's a great That's a great line. That's Kenneth great Play, line. everyone. That wasn't that's that us, but we quoted line. that in our book because yeah. we're like, that's fucking genius. Yeah. So smart. Yeah. That's not that is fucking And genius. I think I think I think you're you're highlighting here a concept that most men don't understand, which is that Sex isn't just penetration. And I think that most guys, especially younger dudes, don't understand that. I think, and that's where we have these issues with 
this orgasm gap that we've highlighted so many times on, you know, on, on the podcast where, you know, guys anticipate they just come and then they're, the orgasm's done and they're not often thinking about their partner, uh, if it, whether it's a female partner, male partner, whatever it may be. And, and, and there's data showing that, you know, only 39% of women compared to 91% of men uh, say that they usually are always experience orgasm in their partnered sex. So, you know, this role of outer course and foreplay especially for your partner often if your partner is you know of the female or or is a is a vagina uh, uh, has a vagina you know that is really important to really get them to the point because I don't know about you Kev but I think the best pleasure during sexual activity is when you're orgasming with your partner right like I mean like ha having helping your partner achieve orgasm but I think that some people Feel to think about that in that way. Well, no. but it also bring, it, bring, it brings up something that I, I think, Justin, you've looked at before. And a lot of our, you know, male listeners and when they're, you know, the perspectives they have on sex is so, you know, shaped by porn these days. Right. And with, right, with right. porn, uh, I think, you know, the ability to kind of, you know, skip around and all that stuff, you know, like for a guy, they could be like, hey, this is what gets me going and I'm just going to go straight there. And that translates right, sometimes right. a lot into the bedroom. And you have to understand your partner may need, you know, some more time to get to get to, you know, get all the blood flowing, you know. Mm -hmm. Can we also talk about one piece, though, that I think is really important in what you in what you both said that encompasses uh, speaking to when you when you're talking about like hetero relationships, we have cis men, cis women. Right. So. Right. So cl clitoral stimulation. This is I'm speaking to the orgasm gap, which which is something that people right. think about. But when you think about the orgasm gap, what it comes down to is a lot of heterosexual folks and for for decades, hundreds, actually thousands of years, um, not encompass <laughs> Probably, yeah. encompassing the external pleasure that 85 percent of most vulva owners need external pleasure, meaning clitoral stimulation um, at L to really experience that what they need for orgasm. So penetration alone cannot typically give the majority of vulva owners out there the the um, orgasmic potential that could be possible if you didn't incorporate the clitoris in it right and that's where the orgasm gap comes in because 100%. a lot of folks just well, like and i've done it i've been i i've and i know amy we've talked about it where it's oh, like yeah. oh my god i had compliant sex in in my 20s in my teens where i just thought that that's what it was what it was like i didn't know i had no idea that um my pleasure my clitoris mattered and uh that i think that's a huge piece that i wanted to share with no i agree a thousand percent mm -hmm. i think it's very important now, you know, we kind of were highlighting some of the things that we considered out, outer course, a little foreplay, um, a little bit of oral sex, um, and we're going to get into a little bit of that in a, in a bit. But are there some things that you think that people aren't considering out as, as outer course or a sexual or something sexual to build up to potentially penetrative sex that they aren't doing and that maybe they should try or consider trying? The first thought that came to mind when you were saying that is the entire body and not just erogenous <laughs> yeah. zones or secondary erogenous zones. So we think of like, you know, kissing and then I like play with your nipples or maybe I kiss your neck and now it's genitals or maybe we do some ear, ear, whatever. Um, but we forget about this entire body that has so many nerve endings in some places more than others. But I mean, for me, uh, at, there's certain times when I'm uh, being intimate and, you know, someone is that I'm being intimate with is, is kissing or tickling, but in a way that I enjoy, I don't really like tickling in a lot of other ways, but like my upper back or around my shoulders up, like up the back of my neck or even down around my spine or like around my hips or my inner thighs, or you can also like massage the inner thighs or if someone's having a hard time relaxing, especially the penetrating, the person being penetrated or actually the person with the, the cock who's having a hard time like surrendering or relaxing and they're like, ah, I'm all in my head. Like you can press down into the thighs to kind of ground them down all the way down the legs to the feet. And if you're, you know, if you're a foot person, a lot of people are, I know April likes her, her toes getting sucked. Um, and so you have this whole body that 
is in this happens a lot in long-term relationships or even if you just hooked up like five times it's like once we got to the penetration part we forgot about this whole thing and now we're like okay so we start kissing all right i did all your clip for like two minutes back to bang and 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 so like whether it's a new thing like right. a new hookup or dating situation or relationship or a long-term one you've been together for 20 years you can go back to the basics that can create a lot of really wonderful stuff. And when you do that, like you're using the whole body, it creates these feelings of newness, of excitement, of variety, of deeper arousal, of desire, because you're turning someone on like all of their cells. Imagine that instead of like, I'm just going to turn on like, you know, I don't know, 10% of your cells. Turn on the whole fucking body. Imagine Hell that person's yeah. orgasm when they have an orgasm. Fuck yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that <laughs> hey, that's, a, that's a great point. I would I would say that maybe I'm getting feeling enlightened here, but yeah, you know, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. When you're and you're kind of in the the long term, you know, you know, you kind of things are kind of you know, you have your kind of go tos, and yeah, those first few times, or you know, many times at the beginning when you're kind of doing the whole exploration stuff, yeah, you're kind of missing that, and that's a lot of the newness stuff. Yeah, so. you got shameless sexta right there. Yeah, oh, shameless sexta. <laughs> well, and, and I think with another thing that's really awesome to go back to is um, if you've been having uh, intercourse, penetrative sex for a while with a partner, to actually schedule time to not do that. Like today, we're just going to make out like when we first, when we made out like two years ago. What about dry humping? Or I dry want humping. to bring it back. Dry humping. Today, oh, we're thinking that's dry so hump. hot. Like I want when you, you were, like, to jizz in no your jeans. pants. No jeans. No. Very painful. Oh, yeah, no well, jeans. you could do yeah, do some like workout. <laughs> gear, oh, they should wear cozy some earth. Cozy yeah. Earth. <laughs> yeah. Cozy do your yeah. activewear. Cozy be like earth. yeah, rubbing all the bits in the activewear. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. These things that like you used to do, and and sometimes it's fun making those rules, right? Like we can't do this right we can today we can only we can do mouth stuff but that's it nothing can go actually inside pussies assholes you know things like that but like we can put mouths on them and that's it and you know even if you're burning for it nope gotta wait till tomorrow so you're making outer course the full course oh yeah main course Ooh. <laughs> the outer, uh, outer course the main course i'm on fire with these yes, puns you are. Just rapid yeah. fire justin rapid it. crushing it i'm just feeling sharp <laughs> but um yeah uh I think that's that's really insightful because um, we need to think outside the box. Literally, there you go. I did it again. <laughs> um, can't stop now. <laughs> it's gonna be all night now. I'm, I'm gonna start I'm writing sorry, it down. I'm sorry. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, Kevin, you want to take the next question? All right. So, one of our favorite parts of your book is the chapter on how to become a better lover. Now, because our audience is mostly men, penis owners, we will focus on them. Let's start with oral sex, more specifically men performing oral sex on women. What are the biggest things that guys do wrong? All right, that's a good one. Uh, and, okay, so I have to say, as doctors, you all know that everybody's bodies are different, especially our genitals. So if everyone can think about yep. their, their fingerprints, we know that that's an individualized way of identifying people. Your genitals are exactly the same, right? Everybody's are different. So mm -hmm. I, and I, and I said this before and I'll say it again. I have had a lot of experience with dudes going down on me. Um, that was like my preferred way of like, nice. I guess like hooking up, uh, as in my twenties. And so I never liked the same thing. And I didn't have like a one trick that I could recommend for folks out there that could be like, yeah, dude, you just do like two flicks of the tongue this way and then a little a little whip and a spun that way i mean what a, not the abc's <laughs> yeah spell my name and then give it a, like there's not a specific thing that you can probably identify with doing with every single person that's going to work to be like oh that that's the thing that's going to give her an orgasm every time unfortunately and fortunately because that means it, it keeps things exciting and interesting i do know that talking it's, it's hard for people to talk about what they want like what if mm -hmm. someone if someone asked me what like what well, what do you like so you always like something else or something different what do you like right now for me to do when i go down on you i would be like i don't fucking know like i have no clue because <laughs> you don't always know i know what what i can identify with of what i love like i like pressure and i like a lot of i mean sometimes i like some some like you know buzzing but it changes all the times and sometimes that will be very very uh ticklish and so the it comes down to communication 
Um, unfortunately, there's not like a specific thing that you could do on your partner um, at any given time or multiple partners at any given moment to uh, be guaranteed to make them come, which is also something that shameless sex really tries to steer away from. Can't make anyone do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's that's a, a bit uh, of the lid. But I know Amy will have some other additions um, that's popping the lid off of the jar. Ooh, let's take that lid off. Yeah, yeah. agreeing with April. Like, <laughs> you know, you you meet someone and you're pleasuring them for the first time. Don't assume that they get off the same way as someone else does. And if they don't get off to that, don't say, well, the last girl that I went down on got off this way. What's wrong with you? Understand that everyone is so, so, so different. Um, and then also with what April said, like the goal oriented, I'm going to make you come or if someone doesn't come. And I think this applies no matter what to any kind of sex. You know, if someone doesn't orgasm or come to not make it a problem, like, well, what's wrong? Is it about me? You know, or, or like, did I not do a good job? Or, or is there something Absolutely. wrong with you? I mean, for some people, it just takes time to get to know someone to like really relax and open up. And like, I mean, my current partner, the first couple of times that we were intimate with each other, it took his body uh, like at least three or four rounds to like really get like rock hard and really comfortable with me. And that makes sense. And my body is very similar. Um, so yeah, I think it was like those pressuring things and making assumptions. Um, and then also the ABCs, but we kind of already talked about that. Although fun fact, y'all, we actually had a, someone write in to tell us where the ABCs came from. We did. It's from a comedy act. Where? It's a, a comedy, comedy act, act from a very in like old the 80s or 90s or something. I thought it was yeah. even before that, but it was the ABCs. Yes, it yeah. might have been the 80s. On how to please the pussy. On how to please a pussy. Like wow. yeah. some sort of, yeah, Saturday Night Live's kit. And then the other thing I would say is don't do what you see in porn. Porn is not there to teach you how to do most sex. Actually, like 99% of sex, it's not really the best right. example. Right. Uh, and right. so like, cause they're very rarely going really slow and warming up, especially with the pussy or an ass or, mm-hmm. you know, all, all the in-betweens. Um, so don't base it on that and, and learn more about, learn from women, like learn from vulva owning folks, what their bodies like from podcasts, books, like shame is sex. Um, and to learn like, okay, here's what actually is kind of more true, uh, for like the broad array of humans, as opposed to what you saw on you porn or wherever you're getting your, your, your porn on. I do think friction, though, is an important piece, the external stimulation, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, like a lot of folks really like more, like a lot more uh, intensity of like grinding with the face on the, like, how hot is it when someone's like, fuck my face? Oh, yeah. You're like, okay. Well, mucus, or, and mucus membranes. I want to fuck, fuck your face. Yeah, mucus membranes. So, like, my pussy, your cocks, assholes, et cetera. They like moisture and they, yeah. so they like, they like friction Absolutely. yet. They like yeah. something that helps the friction to make it more, more smooth. And I'm not saying everyone else would like be shaved and had not have pubes. I love pubes. I love grinding against the pubes, but like, yeah, friction is a thing and it can be like something that can feel really, really good. And uh, one, uh, one thing, this isn't really necessarily go hand in hand with what you're all saying about like what they're doing wrong. Um, what I would say though, is uh, to go with like wrong or like you could do better is to be really open with your partner, just like having their way with you in a way that feels good for you too. Like abides by your boundaries and your needs. Like for me, when I have someone's like, just use my face however you want it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and and, <laughs> and, and I also trust that they'll tell me if it's too much too. So I'm not saying that you have to just go with it. Right, and the same thing right. goes with like, you know, sucking cock too. And so being open to that. And I have met dudes that are like, like what you know, like she just used my face, like I was nothing. I'm like I'm I'm there too. Or I'm something. a person, and <laughs> and yes, yes, there is such thing as disregarding the human there. So we want to do that in a way that's consensual and like you're a person, but I want to do this in a way that like feels good for me and for you. And how can we give people permission to like you know to like if I'm gonna use my pussy on your face with consent and you're into it. I'm probably going to get off real good because I know what my pussy likes. Right. <laughs> I can right. also add one more piece. It's going to be quick. Complimenting what you're experiencing as a dude with the pussy is really helpful to help just like kind of unleash the mechanisms within the vulva owning body, meaning like your pussy smells so good or you taste so good. I could do this all day. Those kinds of pieces could be really hot. Now, if you have check-ins with your partner before and know that she likes to be called a dirty slut or something like this, that's also helpful, right? Mm -hmm. Because that could be an even bigger mechanism to turn on the, to turn on the spiciness. So maybe one of the don'ts would be like, 
just be silent, like being silent and not conveying things, including people are like, well, what? How much more from that one? Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. No, you can't say that much with a you know a pussy yeah. or a cock in your mouth, but you can you can smile and like you can try yeah, take it you off and be try. like, I just love having your, my, your pussy in my mouth. Like I could do this all day. You could day. take some air and be yeah. like, hey, I just want to say, yeah, yeah. breathe. Great. So, so I think you brought up some really good points, and I, and I think the what I'm summarizing this idea is really, you know, don't go in expecting, especially if it's a new relationship or a new partner, like you might not blow their brains out the first time. You might might not blow their minds out from either side, and that's okay because these things are very nuanced. You're what one previous partner will might've liked, or even the same partner one day might not like the same the next day. So, you know, communication is going to be key with anything we're doing and, and being an open and being honest with them and sometimes going with the flow, but, but having sometimes boundaries and having a, an open line of communication is really what the most important thing for, for at least, you know, oral sex is mm-hmm. in, in this case. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, you know, we talked about mucous membranes to mucous membranes, but what about fingering? Because obviously that can be a little bit more rough than, you know, a penis or a tongue or some lips. Now, what are guys doing wrong when it comes to, you know, fingering and how can we do a better job? I have the wrong aspect. I'm like, God, I never usually start with that. You (laughs) all can say whatever you want. We have a, we have, so in our, in our book, we, it's mostly about, it's not about us, but there's these little sections that are about us. And this is one in in my sections, the very short section. The bloodhound gang one? Yeah. It's in a dark room with the bloodhound gang. It's the first time (laughs) I've ever finger banged you and me. Nothing but mammals. mammals. The first time I was ever finger banged was to that song. And it's not a fond memory. Everyone, um, oh, you have to read the book to figure out. It's a good um, song. Yes, yeah, no, it's, it's a good, good song. song. When I hear it now, I'm like, Ugh. but um, because <laughs> someone was just like, you know, just like trying to stick it in and like jab me. And mm. again, yeah. we're talking about like this whole human, this entire body that needs to be warmed up to receive something, including fingers. Um, and so I would suggest for people like if you were going with like the wrong year or you could do better is to spend as much time warming up the body away from the genitals. And then when you get to the genitals, like I'm, I'm at the pussy now and I want to start touching the pussy. I don't just do, I see important like on the clit or I don't just start jabbing and sticking something inside of you. I take just as much time as I did warming up your, the rest of your body on your external part of your pussy. So slower than slow and slower than that. Then I can ramp it up based on what it seems like my partner might like. And then when I'm going in for insertion inside of someone, whether you've been with them for 10 years or the first date, like go slow and let the pussy take you in instead of you pushing it in. Uh, and that's not that hard to do. You let it literally take your finger or fingers, rest it on the entrance of the pussy of the vulva, and you can lightly press, but not like full pressing. And you'll feel the pussy open up and take you in. And it might just take like 10 seconds, 30 seconds, might take a minute, but you're not like, bam, and you're not like, ram, 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 ram. And then once you're in, again, now you're in a new set of tissue though. Now you're inside. Now, and we're not doing intercourse, but like I was just say this, now you're inside, right, right. do it all over again, go slow. Cause it's a new territory. So it's like, once we get to new territory, new skin, new nerve endings, we build it up in all those places and move from there as opposed to just going like full speed. I have to add two things to this because nightmare with vulvas and, and vaginas, right? The internal components, everyone. So external vulva, internal vagina, your vaginas are very sensitive. If you ever have fucked one then you know if you if you don't know they are okay um they are sensitive so your hands need to be clean Mm -hmm. and your your nails need to be think about if you if you can take your nail and like it scrapes your lip if you put it on your lip that means it's too sharp to enter into the body so test it if you want to like please your partner and you have some jagged dirty nails go wash your hands (laughs) and and like make them like a little bit nicer and uh because it it hurt it can hurt like we can that's a great tip that's a very thoughtful really good tip that i think most 
people wouldn't think about. I do because I'm like, yo, yeah. dude, your long ass nail, <laughs> yeah. your jagged hangnail <laughs> just crushed me. And yeah. I've had, I've, I've actually had UTIs before from from people that mm-hmm. uh, were like, oh no, I, and I ask, I'm like, and no ass to badge. Like if you touch a butthole, oh, no. then wash your hands and then you can go yeah. to the badge. Yeah. But yeah. like I've had, yeah, yeah, I, I have a sensitive uh, bacterial vaginosis can be just mm-hmm. from anything. Even if you think you wash mm-hmm. your hands really well, I'm not saying that you're unhygienic. I'm not, I'm not shaming you for not washing your hands enough. I'm just saying, if you're going to go into this complex garden that is a vagina, make sure you have uh, yourself all shimmed up to enter. I think, so one thing when you were saying that was like, would you take your dirty hands and put it in my mouth or your mouth? Or like, maybe you would, but like a lot of people just don't assume that like the genitals are kind of, I mean, it's the same, if not like more sensitive in a lot of ways, because saliva is badass. It will kill a lot of things. Uh, but like you can yeah. still contaminate things or like get sick. And so like, yeah, clean your hands, trim your nails and our pussies might really say thank you. That, those are all it's fantastic really tips great. and we, things we don't think about. Like, yeah, if you're not going to want to stick it in your own mouth or, you know, like it, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, no, I think that's a, it's a good point because I think a lot of our listeners, as Justin kind of alluded to, we, we, we forget that, you know, that this is a memorous area. And I think a lot alludes to a lot of the points you're saying, you got to have patience, you know, let the time, let things kind of warm up, let, you know, let the, you know, lubrication, all that stuff happen. It's not instantaneous, mm-hmm. right, Justin? It's not instantaneous. No, no. And I, and I think that's hard for a lot of guys to conceptualize because we get an erection, we get an erection, we feel like we're ready to go. And I think especially, you know, you can build fast and then you, you realize got slowing it down is a good thing, especially for women and sometimes for both partners to really just let that build. And, you know, um, I just thought that was really, really thoughtful because I think some people just want to, and like, sometimes I think guys will think, oh, well, I'm going to help warm, warm, like get this situation going and just immediately go in with your hand thinking that you're going to help with, with your, your penis later. And that still doesn't work because that's still penetrating an area that's not ready to be penetrated yet. So yeah. it, it really is a really good and can I just add one other thing to the um, hands or mouths on the on the external vulva yes. would be so because a lot of people just go right for the clitoris, but like that's all erectile tissue, the outer labia, mm. the inner labia, and mm. everyone's mm. different how they like it stimulated. But like you don't need to just go for that little nub. In fact, a lot of vulva owners don't want you to yeah. touch right there on the little head of, of the clitoris. Clitoris extends back, it has a you know a neck and legs and a whole a whole thing. It's mm. a, like a wishbone structure. Yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. We're holding one up and so when you touch all this other part and not just that part you can touch to the left side of the shaft or the right side of the shaft or the upper part of the shaft of the clitoris and it might be feel better than overstimulating if you just go right for that nub so um if someone says like i want it right here do that otherwise there's a whole area around it that really likes to be pleasured and is not overstimulating for a lot of people so that kind of goes along with the whole thing. Communication is key, right? You got it, it is. You got to yeah. talk back and forth. There's not a set formula. It's not going to be like, hey, this is exactly what you got to do, and it's going to make this happen. Um, but I think that kind of leads to the next question. So in, in your book, you discuss figuring out what you want in the bedroom. So what advice do you have for people who may want to try some new things, especially this outer course stuff? Yeah, I like this question. So the evolution of your own sexual journey is it's kind of a could be a long it could be a long road. Hopefully it's it's a long and adventurous and fun road. Uh, And there's also pieces that that you might not know or you may have experienced or seen something on a movie or a porn or your friend told you about it. You're like, oh, oh, my God, I really would be into that. The thing is, self exploration is the best way to, to figure out if you like stuff or if you were comfortable enough with a partner to be like, yo, this might be a disaster, but I really want to try this. Are you down? We have to have all, all of the things in place to make sure it's safe and it's cool because that can be a really fun experience. However, self-exploration is, is the best way because you can masturbate to a porn that you're seeing and be like, whoa, this feels good. This feels, or you could, you could do the sex with your hand, or you could try um, warming up with a butt plug before anal or lubricating your hands with different lubricants to sort of drop into what that experience would feel like if you were experiencing that with your partner. Now, some people might be rolling their eyes and be like, who the fuck has the time for that? Um, if like <laughs> a lot of penis owners out there, like I, like the sex toy company that I'm a co-owner in manufactures and makes brilliant sex toys for dudes. 
most of which, right? And so a lot of dudes, I understand because I do a lot of research about them. I understand that, you know, there's a lot of one trick ponies. Like, what are you talking about? Why do I need like all this fancy, the bells and whistles? Uh, And you're like, (laughs) okay, that's okay. So it can be hard to change up the the systems that you're in. And if you're a penis owner, that's like, I really want to expand my horizons with my, with my partner. How can I learn how to like, explore anal sex with her or how can I learn how to help her achieve G-spot orgasm? Not that it's an achievement, but experience G-spot orgasm. So these different pieces, I think it all come together to be like self-exploration. Yes, of course, communication, but that's annoying. Like I always would get so annoyed before I was in this world of sexuality where like everybody's about communication all the time. It's like, okay, yeah. But I am a great at speaking, but when it's about something that I'm feeling and I'm in the moment in the bedroom, I will choke up and feel like I am a 10 year old scared child. And I'm like, I don't know. Why do you, why are you asking me? I just want to go to bed now. I'm so scared. So it's like, that is like, and it feels, then I get ashamed. I'm like, Oh my God, why can't I am? I'm this person that has this like sex podcast and that can still happen to me even today. Right. Where I don't know what I want. So that's why I explore my body on a regular. And I really do. Communication is always a struggle for me. I'm a heady human. Um, And I think that if I didn't answer the question completely, I think that Amy will probably fill in the blanks because she's always good at that with me. She's my non-consent, non-consensual. No, she's my consensual, (laughs) sexual life partner. She's consensual. Yeah, we're not. I just want to say before, before uh, Amy says anything, I just loved how you opened it with this idea. It just like exploded my brain. I thought it was great because it was like somewhat sarcastic. You're like, I want to try something. It could be an absolute disaster, which immediately makes it sound fun. Right. right? Like we're going to have fun. Even if it's weird, if it doesn't work, we're having fun trying. And I think setting that kind of tone and making it less serious and uh, about exploring and having a good time and really seeing if it works, it works. If it doesn't, oh, well, we tried. Is was such an awesome way to approach that. And then, you know, the communication go can go out the window if you want, as long as you just set the tone right there. Yeah. And that, that I love it. Thank comment. you. Because it is awkward. Sex is awkward and messy. And it's not all locked up and buttoned up like you see like in a porn. Like, yeah, yeah. It's going to be so like, it's like the angles are all right. No, there's going to be fluids yeah. and there's going to be sweat and there's going to be laughter. Someone might fart. Or someone, someone might, might fart. fart. There might yeah. be weird noises <laughs> coming out of your yep. body. Yeah. It's like, hey, dude, you're in this experience with this person. Let's enjoy and know that they're could be things happening that were unexpected and that could be like fun to explore. Like you can laugh your ass off during sex. That's fun. We call it play yeah. for a reason. Like we refer to sex often over here. It's an umbrella term for sex, which could be all kinds of sex. Like, you know, I could just be petting April's leg and we're playing. Right. So like, so it's play. And when we take it so seriously, it's not really that playful. Like we have to do this. Right. So yeah. And, and right. on the, the, the note of it being playful, um, we ha- we talk about this in our book, and it's not really ours. A lot of other people use this as the the um, yes, no, and maybe lists of things I am a yes to wanting to do or try, and like a hard no. I can feel that I don't want to do that, or I've done it before, and I'm a hard no. And then maybe lists, and they can constantly change as we learn more. Um, and it's really helpful to do things like listen to podcasts and read books, and you know, watch porn or watch I don't know hot shows that have sex scenes. And if there's something that gets a little something going in your body, put it on one of those lists or there's something like oh no 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 i feel triggered when i see that uh, put that on your no list and then with partners you can put them together and now you have all of these things that you can do like on the maybes you can try them out and see if you both have matching maybes the yeses you know if you're both matching yeses yes do those and the no's like obviously abide by that and then play with those to see what works and what doesn't work but you have to do your homework before like we were born knowing everything our bodies like or what turns us on and it's changing all the time so like we learn it and we right. know and then like you know two days later it's something different or a year later it's very different so you're just continuing to stay with the evolution of what wants to happen but it's yeah it, you put energy into that but fun energy yeah i love that the point on that like it's always changing right it, it just could have been five years ago hey, this was what was going for me and then now things have changed we've learned new things you know kind of goes along with the whole self-exploration thing so yeah 
Well, and Kevin, you you I heard you all just had a baby over there. Like things change with yeah. babies, right? So like what what was Kevin and Kevin's partner's sex life pre baby, now like post baby, and then like a year later, and it's no, not it doesn't have to be a problem. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but people look at it as a, people look as a problem though. Oh no, things are different. No, like what is it now, and what can it be, and where do we want it? Where do, where what's available, and where do we want it to go? And that can be a really fun beautiful thing. and the moment you start thinking something's wrong something's wrong something's wrong and you're not communicating with your partner you're like hey you have to kind of reframe the way i think that you communicate especially if there's a, a birth of a child or some kind of life event that can shift the perspective of how things were before to after and that's something that is important because it does take conversations to be like hey i know i i witnessed you maybe Maybe like you, you're not as sexual as you were before. And I want to talk to you about this because sex is important to me and I'm not going to shame you. I just want to say, I love you. Mm -hmm. And we just had a baby together and I'm horny as fuck. So I can masturbate. Yeah. But would you be into watching me masturbate a little bit? Hey. Yeah. There's like the, and like, here's, I'm just hey. by the way, if you have Kevin's partners listening, we did not hear anything about where Kevin's at with this. So <laughs> no, 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 I wasn't you're giving you, I did not say <laughs> Kevin either. I was just giving an example. <laughs> but just adding what April's saying, it's, it's like a lot of people think that we have option a or b we have a lot of sex we don't have a lot of sex we have sex we don't have sex but what about like c d e f g all the things which we talk about a lot in our book are like okay well here's what i'm available for and april gave a great example of that maybe i'm not available to have sex with you but i am available for you to like you know i don't know like lick around my pussy area but not my pussy or i don't know there's so many things that might be available that we think outside of the box there you go um that's so great that's so helpful um, shout out Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, that was not directed yeah. towards <laughs> again. Yeah. <For> example. <laughs> um, so we're gonna move on to the next question, which is, you know, we had you on last time. We talked about sex toys at length, and um, you you ladies are the sex toy masters, and. Now we talked about a lot of sex toys before, but are there specific ones you recommend for non-penetrative sex that you guys really like? I'm sure you have some great recs and shout out hot octopus. We love their products. Yep. Um, excellent products, uh, really as good as you can get when it comes to sex toys. Um, what 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 do you recommend for us? Clearly, girls? you have great taste. <laughs> I mean, I knew that from the beginning. Uh, so that so external. Obviously, if we're talking about toys that don't get inserted into the body, right? Correct. So Correct. For obviously, for I'm going to speak to you. You have a lot of dudes listening. So if you're um, in a in a relationship with a with a woman, a, a vulva owning human, and you want something as I said, we said this earlier, we talked about the orgasm gap and how external stimulation is so important. So that means for me, I am one of those people that I do not orgasm from penetration alone, which means if I get warmed up using usually what the, what the, uh, the map looks like, I'll just break it down for you right now. Right. This could change in, in two months. Right. Uh, it's a, a lot of, uh, stimulation with, a like a vibrator that is a wand style vibrator vim by fun factory is incredible and it's got like a really like beautiful silicone head and it's not loud and it has this like rumbly vibration so i can get warmed up with that and then when a penis enters my body i'm 99 i swear for myself i'm not going to say this statistically because this is me i am 99 percent <laughs> more likely to full-on orgasm from penetration alone from a cock, right? While the vibrator is being right. used. That means it's not taking away from the experience. It's enhancing the experience. And it actually is so incredible because it, my, my partner's like 55 and he's kind of old school. And so when he figured this out, he was like, Whoa. Cause I think there was, there's been partners before that too. They're like, why do you need sex toys? And I'm like, you know, I, I didn't know the, the statistics around, um, the, how many, people could orgasm with clitoral stimulus or needed it really to orgasm um, mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. external stimulation versus just penetration alone. So I did think something was wrong with me for a long time. Um, but then finally having shameless sex and, and talking to incredible doctors and educators, I learned that there was nothing wrong with me. I'm actually quite the norm and it's, it's, right. it's, it's all normal. And any, any consensual sex is good sex and sex that feels good to you can look like all different ways. So that's why I love a good wand vibrator like the Vim. And then that can enhance the, the sex that I have with my, with my penis owning 
partner or partners. And this girl over here, she likes a ton of different uh, stimulation that she can talk about on her own. Well, yeah. So I, so the one, so if we're going, let's go from like uber powerful external stimulator. So April talked about, which is, I mean, it's awesome, especially if someone's having a hard time having an orgasm or you just like want to get your orgasm when you want it. Like that one will give you an orgasm. It looks like a baseball bat. I don't know anyone that's used it that has not had an (laughs) orgasm with it. It's amazing. And that's super powerful. And then the other side of the spectrum will go with things that are still powerful, but they are more like light, buzzy and more compact. Um, And maybe for a little less intrusive for couples play. Um, That's another reason why we love hot octopus toys is like the ammo or the dish which you wear on your fingers they still pack power but they're not these big bulky things and they're not like too much power like ah like i need a i need like a washcloth in between um and so and you need so a tarp just, you need a tarp a stick of gum yeah and a couple of toothpicks yeah it's, it's gonna look like <laughs> yeah super easy for partner play they're like the digit when you're wearing it no matter where you put your hand there's vibration so it's fabulous for for external stimulation That's awesome and it's not this big, it doesn't look like a sex toy. And then for me, I really like AirPulse technology. So it looks like this, almost like a little telephone and it has a suction thing at the end and it makes it sound like It sounds like a frog. I'm always like, that thing sounds like it's on your body, when it's on your body, it's not as loud, just so you know. And I put it not right on the head of my clit. I put it like on the shaft, like on the top of the shaft or to the left or the right. So it's still kind of on, it's on my clitoral structure. And for me, it's, it gives me like this light suctioning while vibrating and I, and I don't get overstimulated and, and I like wands. I was a power queen like April. Um, but I can have orgasm after orgasm. Do you after use orgasm. that during penetrative sex I use it sex during well? penetrative sex. Okay. Yeah. And it's, and it's like the size of my hand. So it's, it's still it's little, much smaller than my baseball, than her baseball bat. bat. Okay. Yeah. So that's it's, nice. <laughs> so but I find like I can use it in like in a lot of positions with like me on top, but like my body really perpendicular. Sometimes when you lean back, me on top facing the other way. So like reverse cowgirl air quotes with that one is one of my favorites with it. Um, and he also can't see what's happening in my face. I'm like, you don't even know what's going on right now. Uh, and or doggy <laughs> style positions, missionary, little more difficult with it um side straddles work really well and i like to use it and have as many orgasms as i want and then after my partner orgasms i'm like stay inside of me i'm gonna use this again because i always get the last orgasm not always but like 90 percent of the time hey (laughs) so those are that's good uh, outer core outer course those are both outer course items um so i would say those are probably our favorites but there's so many different um i mean vibrators are they can be really low intensity they can be deep yeah. and rumbly and that's an exploration unfortunately it's it's since all bodies are different we can't be like buy this one and it's gonna be a guaranteed right, fuck right. west well, all weekend long but it we will be maybe so, but what you can do is you can wait. go to purepleasurepleasureshop.com we have a section there a shameless sex's favorite products and we have all that's those what i was there. gonna ask yeah so the uh you know sex toys these are these are great but there's just like so many of them and so you know i think for a lot of our listeners it may be kind of hard to kind of figure out where to go is there like some sort of resource you know i think we touched upon it on, on, on a previous episode that we had with you guys but like you know tell tell our listeners like wh- how can we kind of get started with with sex toys i think for people to figure out what they like one if you have a sex positive sex shop in your area or like just a smaller store where people will actually give you like customer service not like your big walmart looking stores or like your porn stores they might not be uh, informed about behind the, the counter at the pharmacy you're yeah like, um, yeah can you tell them about the vibrator yeah yeah, uh, yeah exactly um so the places where they'll actually have conversations with you and they will work with you to try to find the right sex toy for you so look in your area if you have that if you don't you can go online and look for stores that are sex positive sex shops like purepleasureshop.com um, and for us we have like i said shameless sex's favorites in that category and there's a whole bunch of toys and a lot of external use toys and if you're still confused email us and uh, we say that there at pure pleasure like email us you can do it i believe it's shop at purepleasureshop.com or just amy at purepleasureshop.com and other sex shops will do the same thing by the way um where you say i want i'm looking for this this and this and they'll tell you the right sex toy so it's available even if you can go in person or not but our picks are not pay to play by the way no, we really do they really are picks. fully we tried all of them yes we've tried all of them we love all of them so if yeah. you go to shameless sex picks on purepleasureshop.com that those are legitimately and we change them if we find a new product that we love that we're like this is so dope and there are some penis toys um oh there's all as anal so, toys so all kinds of toys yes that yeah. we believe in and yes hot octopus because it is like i like i believe in that company so much because it is so relevant um they have great penis toys so you can check those out but there's all sorts of i i don't believe in competition in the sex toy industry i'm just like if people find themselves having an orgasm from a certain 
um, varietal of product, then that's important. So yeah. And if you yes. go to purepleasureshop.com, use coupon code ShamelessX to get 15% off of everything from hot octopus penis toys to yeah. anal toys to clit toys to oh, the, my air pulse toys to April's wands toys, all the things, Uber lube, all the fun things. I don't me. make my own wands. I just use them often. April's favorite wand. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I mean, listen, we're, we got to go. We got to end this, but we really loved having you guys on. As always, you're amazing. I learned a lot. Kevin, did you learn some stuff? No, absolutely. I did. I did. Many mental right, mistakes. Think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all right, I got things but, to do. <laughs> but before we go, Amy, uh, April, one more shout out to your book, Shameless Sex. Tell us once again where we can find it, where we can get it. Go buy it now. It's amazing. It's so, so good. You got a little bit of a taste of all their knowledge today, but the book has even more. It's such a wealth of knowledge. If you want to have the best sex of your life, with any partner by yourself, this is where you got to go. Oh, yeah. Justin, again, if you want a management position, hey. Uh, so shamelesssex.com. The book is wherever books are sold. It launches November 14th. But if you really like what you hear today, please pre-order the book. Again, it's the hardcover only, really, that matters for sales. It just helps people get the lists. So different lists mean something in the literary world. And that helps more people have shameless sex. It also helps folks find... Doc, the doctors here, like from the Man Up podcast that we love so much that we're going to see you again on our show too, because we just adore you both so much um, and what the work you're doing. Uh, shamelesssex.com. You can always buy our book. We have, we have this amazing free gift that Amy and I made. We are in lingerie. I'm saying this because it's true. It's slightly provocative, highly informative. And it's an online workshop. It. It's, it's an, an online workshop. It's a workshop that's 30 <laughs> minutes, but it's how to spice cool. up your sex life and you only get it only it's only available to people that pre-order our book before the release date of November 14th. We'll probably give it out until the 16th. Okay. But that's lucky. it. Then we're, then we're a hard no. And it's 30 minutes and it's a beautifully shot video that we, um, that we took a lot of time in making. It's not porn everyone. Okay. So calm no, down. No, no, no. Uh, but it is, it is gorgeous. And, uh, it, we have like a, a beginning, a middle and an end that talks about how to prep, how to do and how to aftercare the situations. Okay. And, and if you really want to make our pussies happy, go buy the book. That's yes. their ultimate tip, Absolutely. essentially. Really, mic drop. Trim, trim your nails <laughs> and then yeah. trim your nails by the book. <laughs> trim your nails by the book. We got it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming on, as always. Uh, listeners here, uh, download, subscribe, review our podcast, Five Stars. Always appreciate that. You can... Do the same for the Shameless Sex Podcast, girls. Um, we're all on YouTube. Subscribe there. That's always appreciated. Uh, for Amy, April, Kevin and I, thanks for listening. Until next time, have a good one. Bye.